You are listening to episode seven of the CEO Dust to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Mia, and today we have a special guest, Taylee Wilson of Feather and Felt. Hey there, I'm Mia, a 26-year-old female entrepreneur and the owner of Clicksburg Retro Reynolds and Mia's Memorable Moments Photography. I'm a lover of pearls, disco balls, and glitter, all echoing the retro vibes that fuel my rental business. Fueled by a passion for coffee and a genuine old soul, I've swapped government protocols for turning dream weddings and events into reality. Dive into the CEO Desk Could Dream podcast with me as we shake off the 9-to-5 grind and empower women to bring their dreams to life. Let's dive in. Hello, listeners. I'm here with a special guest today. We have Taylee Wilson of Feather and Felt. She's a good friend of mine, a client, and I'm very excited to talk about her journey and what she's doing. So Taylee, I'm just going to let you take it away. Well, hi, Mia. Thank you so much for having me on here. But yes, I own Feather and Felt, and we are a custom sort of bespoke pet design company and that sort of the heart and soul and where I started. And we do pop-up hat bars for Rancher wide brim styles, as well as a trucker hat bar. Oh, I love that. Now, how did you get the name of your business? Like how I know it's like simple, like simple in a sense, but like, how did you think of that? Oh, okay. You're taking me back. Um, so let's see. I think it really started with wanting to do something that to incorporate felt because, you know, majority of the hats are felted in some way. So I think incorporating that and how to make it like sound right and just really playing around with it. So I had sort of a list of inspiration of what I wanted the brand to be and just these keywords that kept popping up for me. So, you know, whether that's wool that gets felted to create the hat or like a poly blend, I just knew that specific word I wanted to be important. And then the sort of what would hair well together and what made sense and what I really knew I wanted included for the brand. So after playing around it with it being felt and feather as well, or feather and felt, um, we just sort of landed on doing feather and felt. I love it. I think it's so and I, Thank you. So you had this type of business going when you lived over in Colorado, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we were lived in extremely remote part of Colorado, southwestern area. If you know people who are listening aren't quite sure, I th- a lot of times they know like Durango. That might have been like the closest like major city we could say, um, but that was two hours from where we were. So I lived really, really remote, and we lived on a guest ranch where my fancy was the executive chef of the ranch. So there was only eight of us all year round, and then. The closest town was 300 people and a lot of them were seasonal or, you know, had multiple homes and that one of their homes was in that location. So that 300 was actually felt like much less. And then, but yeah, so I was living really, really remote there and I was in financing at the time, specifically agricultural financing. And I had always been a very like creative and hands-on person. I also, you know, taught yoga for 12 years and very like people connected. So I loved being remote, but I started to do these customs as sort of a way, like I did one for myself and then had people think it was really cool. So it just sort of spiraled from there of doing customs for people in the area and 
for special occasions or, you know, if they had a keepsake item that really meant something to them, incorporating that into a hat. And then, you know, it just sort of grew from there. And we moved back home after I had the baby. He was only a month old when we moved back across the country. And um, I knew I wanted to grow it to expand more than being custom. So just did a little market. And after getting, you know, some feedback on that, I just wanted to be able to get other people involved. So that's where sort of the rest of the business kept evolving. That's really awesome. I love the journey. I know you're also a horse girl too, and you used to ride and compete and everything. If you want to talk about that, I used to have horses myself. Yes. Yeah. I grew up riding. Geez, I, my mom's water broke in the barn actually. She was waiting for a horse to be born. And so I tried to be born in a barn. Um, so I, you know, grew up all, my entire life always having a pony and riding and being part of different clubs and learning. I think a lot of discipline and organization, which helped sort of transfer into business. But I think a lot of the inspiration for like my personal style of what I do with Feather and Felt does have sort of that a lot of my personality into it of sort of, you know, equestrian horse girl, the um, a little bit boho, very much so like that mountain hiking, you know, feel to it. And I, I would say for sure, you know, that horse girl part of me really is visible in the brand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I wanted you to chat about it, because I feel like it just goes hand in hand for sure. Yeah. So walk us through like a pop-up hat bar party. Tell us what goes on at a pop-up hat bar, what what the people can do. Um, For pop-ups, I you know, bring everything to you. So if that was a pop-up at a business or a venue or a market, I set everything up. I bring about between 15 to 20 styles of hats, a huge variety of colors, which is always evolving. So I have you know, a huge selection for people to choose from. And then like ribbons and flowers and feathers and leather and, uh, you know, extra decorative ribbon. I have pre-cut material and then like pins brooches and so many things for people to pick from. So, you know, really your experience, if you walk up to the Feather and Felt booth, or if you have me at an event as a customer, usually I or a stylist would help you pick out hat style and color and really try on the different styles and see. And once you choose that, you know, we can help with picking the ribbons and the leather and all of the pieces that would be used to go into styling your hat. And you know, some people come with maybe they have an article of clothing that they want it to match or a special occasion. And then some people are just like, I love green and we'll go from there. You know, we really ask what you like or what your lifestyle is or where you plan to wear it. And then um, once we pick all the pieces, I sort of go from there on a couple questions about your styling. Like if you want your bow on the side or the back and how you want your flowers generally arranged. And then, um, you know, I sort of dig into each one individually based off of the little questionnaire that you do for us and then the conversations that we've had. So it's a very personal experience of, you know, being walked through it and picking things that make sense for you and what you like to wear and being helped as little or as much as you'd like. That's awesome. And then, you know, I style that hat and then yeah. And then I always do like a check-in, whether people are still there or maybe they are walking around a market at that time, like, okay, how's it look? And then, you know, I'll fi- do the final tweakings and then something to take home. 
I love that. Now, what type of events have you done so far? Because my mind right went right to bachelorette parties. I don't know why, but it just went right to that. Yeah. Um, we do a, lo- a good bit of bachelorette parties and birthdays, but, and they're so much fun. A lot of times people are going to places like Nashville or something where it's going to be really, really hard to get into that booking of the businesses that are there, which like get lit Nashville. Amazing. Just a name like one, but you know, some people are going away for an event and they want to do this prior so that they all have it for the experience of their bachelorette. I've done them where the bachelorette parties are here and I've went to their Airbnbs and or home and done the hat bar with them. Birthday parties, just a ladies night. A lot of people are just like, I just want to do something with my friends and this would be different. And team building is another one. It's really common of just want to get the ladies from a certain company together and do something special and to connect with each other. And then, you know, markets are huge for, for us. And there's so many different ones all around the area. So we sort of started to expand into some new markets for the season. And um, so, yeah, as far as pop-ups in those places, when it comes to workshops, which is a little different, the whole experience I have everything like I normally would, but I sort of pre-sell a ticket and you can sign up to come and, you know, we'll incorporate a drink or wine or something from the venue and I'll walk everybody through their styling. So I do it in sort of steps of getting your hands into your own hat and making something that you're really proud of. So the workshops I've been at local wineries and distilleries and... A lot of wineries. <laughs> Coffee shops have been really fun too. If they have this space, we're just up in Butler at a really cool coffee shop. And we have a couple on the schedule for the summer at different farms locally, flower farms. So you could get, pick some flowers and make a hat. I love that. That's a whole experience. I was just brainstorming while you were talking how I'm trying to build a team for this year for my wedding business. And I feel like that'd be really fun as like an icebreaker thing or like, to treat the like the girls that help me, you know, like have a pop-up event night and have you come and we can make some hats. So that's fun. Is there a specific type of event that you like doing the most or do you just love it all? Each have something that I just, like really, really love about them. I hate to say that customs are still my favorite, but I think just because it's where I came from and where I started, and because I can really be so can do more when it's at home, you know, in my little studio space and I can source materials that are really unique and different. And I can, you know, get very specific hat for that if you wanted a full wool content. So the branding and be able to like burn your initials into your hat or maybe your wedding date. So I don't know, something about bridal and customs has just been, you know, there's so much of a story behind it. But pop-ups are fun just seeing people, I don't know, just enjoy it and create and get together. And they're so, so much fun, all the parties. And then workshops, I think are great because people are making something they're excited about. So like their hands are more into it than, than mine, you know, and I get to teach again. So being able to talk about ideas and see people's wheels turning and then see how proud they are at the end. is just so awesome. So like I said, I don't know, they're just so different. But if I had to pick one, I'd say customs and just because being able to really make it so unique and special when I can, you know, 
not source necessarily a bulk item. You know, you're getting different things that are really unique to you and what you're wanting. That's awesome. I love that. So I know that you're wedding planning currently, and I have a lot of wedding professional listeners just because I'm in the industry and have a lot of wedding friends. So, you know, what's, what's that like right now with wedding planning? And are you planning to incorporate Feather and Felt somehow into the wedding? Cause that would be fun. I feel like. Yeah. So I think incorporating it, I've seen some really cool things where people have actually had full hat bars for their guests at the wedding and. I don't know if I'll go that extreme, um, but you know, the hat that's sort of the brand that everyone wants that I wear almost every event and I've had now for years is, you know, it had my future initials on it because it was meant to be worn for the wedding. So it will finally get its day. Um, and really, you know, I think that'll be the biggest piece of it. And then I'm sure I'll do for like bachelor or shower or something, incorporate the hat bar as well. But, but yeah, I feel like it'll tie in at least in that form because that was really what, how the business all started was from that one hat and creating that. And that experience has just evolved into what it is now. So and that hat was always meant for my wedding day. So. Well, I love that. Well, if you do do it for your shower or something, you're going to have to have me photograph it because that'll be so fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, it's just such a good, a fun experience for that. And I love hands-on showers where you have an activity for people. And I think that trend is, is happening no matter what that hands-on activity is, whether it's, you know, building bouquets or painting or cookie decorating. And I just think, you know, I'm available as a business for that, but I definitely think that's something I like to do at mine too. And you saw like my baby shower. I was not a games kind of girl. So I think it's, it's cool to get things where people are active and participating. And I did the design a onesie. I loved that at my baby shower. Remember? (laughs) I loved that. I thought that was really unique because you're keeping people engaged because it just gets old, the same boring games or, or, you know, the trivia or I don't know, whatever. For the listeners, I photographed Taylor's baby shower. And this was even before that she lived in Pittsburgh. So it was through a friend of a friend, actually. So just for the listeners to give them a little background. But yeah, I remember the onesie thing. I thought it was super fun and interactive. So again, the hat thing would be amazing for showers for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to cater it to special occasion, whether, you know, for my own or someone else and sort of, you know, theme it, whether it's the trucker hat bar specifically. So Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So you mentioned on the form that you were never too old to change paths. So if you wouldn't mind telling the listeners how old you are, if you ever thought you would change your path. Um, So I'm 38 and the baby is 16 months. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it's funny because they call you geriatric pregnancy. I didn't feel geriatric until it got a little bigger. Um, But Yeah, I think that's something I live by of like, you're never stuck. So if you have, you know, something in your heart or something in like your mind or something that you're passionate about, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's definitely, you know, I I firmly believe it's a go for it. Like I've always been that way. I've never, whether it's moving or you're in another state or anything, you know, changing career paths. I just feel like this is something I never expected to be 
full time for me. I never imagined my life I'd also be like to an extent a stay at home mom, but I mean, the business keeps me very, very busy, but I don't know. I just think if I didn't also have some support to be like, do it, you know, if you need that message me, I'll tell you, like, you got it. Just take the leap and try. And you're never, it's never too late. You can always turn your path. I mean, like I said, I was in agricultural financing. (laughs) It was exhausting and so different. And before that, I was a key account manager in, for Diageo, which is a huge global beverage company. So I was on the road in sales and most of my adult career life was spent in beverage and specifically alcoholic beverage. So, and on the side, I taught yoga. So it was like in fitness. So I always had sort of these conflicting things and a little bit, you know, and fun. And I think those things really helped me to get where I am now. But he said, I think if you really love something or it's been placed in your heart or it's something you can't stop thinking about, or you have this idea, like dig into it, go for it. You know, five years goes by so fast. So five years ago, I could have never imagined that this is where it would end up just because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm moving to Colorado. I'm doing it. I'm making this change. I'm getting out of what I was doing and who I was with and selling my house and, um, everything and and it's all perfectly you know okay and not that it wasn't scary but it's better to do it and look back and be like okay I did it and now I'm here than to keep putting it off and never know yep exactly you never know until you try I know you also said that finding your girls was a big part of who you are today and the support from them I feel like you know I've always noticed that women have a very strong friendship when they have kids. I don't know if this was true for you or you always had your girls, but I just feel like, I don't know, the older we all get, the less we're trying to compete with one another, the less jealousy because we're all in like a, you know, in a good stage in our lives and we're, you know, in all of us are in our careers. Like, I don't know, like, is that something that after having a child, do you feel like you found your girls or did you always have that group of strong connection and friendships? Well, I definitely think I've had that here, like before moving and you know, I've always met people through my careers. So whether it was teaching yoga and finding other, you know, yoga teachers and sort of connecting. So I've moved like a few times and my mom would always be like, oh, you just like meet people. But it was truly because of my line of work, you know? And so it was really different being so secluded in Colorado during COVID and, you know, making new friends. But I still always had like such a good core back here of support and you know, distance doesn't necessarily matter when, you know, people really care and love you. But since coming back here, I think even bigger is finding, as I started to do all these events, other like vendors and small business owners who are like-minded of like, we're just, you know, a little older per se and want to help each other with ideas and just people that to understand and bounce things off of and so it's just been really, really cool to meet so many new people through this and make new, amazing friendships and, and then still sort of have that heart, you know, from before and, and some mom friends too. <laughs> I can definitely relate to the small business friends. I've definitely made some really awesome friends through Clicksburg. So it's really nice to have that because they get it. They understand the struggles. They understand the successes. They're not jealous because they're in it with you in a sense. So I totally can relate to that. I think it's 
it's intimidating if you are, you know, if somebody's getting into whatever the industry is. I didn't know, and I'm just always, I just have my personality. But yeah, like, you know, I'm very laid back and I'm pretty even keel most of the time. I was always like, not that stressed of a person, I think, until I became a mom. <laughs> um, but that anxiety of like walking into, you don't know what those markets are like, or you don't know what those clients are like, or what anything's like. So to have somebody else who's like, okay, I'm here. Like, are you set up? I'm set up. Like, so if, if anybody, you know, listening is getting into that world, I think it's really cool to go in and just introduce yourself to people and you'll connect with the right ones and sort of have that support. So you don't feel so alone because you're already alone in your business a lot of times. And then you're going to these markets and events alone too. So I'd say it's huge, even though it's hard, just go out there and be like, Hey, like I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm just, just want to say hi. And this is what I do. You never know. Yeah, it is really lonely. I mean, it really is being a business owner. I mean, people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. So how many events do you do in a weekend? What's your like max number that you can handle as of right now? Um, um this Valentine's is a little, little crazy. And a lot of Valentine's, Galentine's events, which I'm sure you're booked up as well. But I'm almost in a place where I have, you know, my friend Lindsay is an assistant to me and she can go out on her own. So we are able to occasionally double book, but finding that fine line. But generally, I mean, I've had events where it's, or weeks where it's six events in a week. And so just really balancing, balancing that out to not be every week for me. And it's hard because I, I hate to say no. And I, I don't want to, I'm always a try to make it work person. So if I'm really booked that week, can we do it the following week? And then it snowballs from there. But yeah, about six, six will do it for me. That's a lot. That kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about next was that you adding more team members so you can do more events. It's just finding those right mm-hmm. people and trusting them. And I know Lindsay's like a godsend to you and I'm going to steal her from you too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, we've been friends since we were like seven yeah. is the number we've decided on, but it's a really, really long time. And we grew up in church together and then she married somebody I went to high school with and graduated with. So even though we're different school districts, we get so connected through those those things all growing up. And you know, it's it's really helpful to have somebody that you love and trust and who's amazing. And um, you know, for her as a stay at home mom and her kids are in homeschool, it's I, I think I don't want to like speak for her, but I think too, it's a nice way for her to get to talk to other people. And you know, same for me, like you know, not just talking to the baby all day and getting to talk to people. So I think, you know, for both of us, it's just a, you know, way to meet people and just enjoy something and seeing new places and being new places too. Yeah. That's, I, but I, as far as hiring, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I was just going to ask, like, do you feel like you're going to struggle with letting people go on their own to an event? Like, I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't let them go right away by themselves, but are you nervous about that whole process? Yeah, right now I'm in a weird spot, you know, growing. And I'm I'm sure something that you're going to need to talk about too is like, I'm now thinking, you know, for the trucker hat bar, both experiences can be in one place, but I almost need a second set of 
everything. So things you don't think about of tables and linens and, and marketing. And so that way it can travel on its own. And I could still have something with a regular hat bar. And then with a regular hat bar, sometimes, you know, it's double booked. So I've always taken all this stuff that goes in and out of the car and separated out pieces for her. But I'm at a point where I think I need to expand to have multiple sets just so it's ready to live on its own and travel with her. So just sort of working on that piece so that everything's ready. And I think it would just take some time. I would more send Lindsay and have an additional person with me as they start to learn and grow. Like Lindsay's really, you know, been with me at everything, you know, any big event and, and stuff or we are until one in the morning cutting ribbon and organizing and, or cutting ribbon on the way to events. You know, we pre-cut everything to length for everybody. So she's always in the car cutting leather and cutting sparkles and material and, She's a saint. So I, she is. So I really do hope, and I hope she listens and knows how much I love her and appreciate her because I don't know. <laughs> we just do it. So yeah, I think you know, ideally, it'd be great to build to that. So even if it was to give myself a day and be able to send someone out would be wonderful. And no matter how hard it is, it's it's I think a necessary grow growing point for the business to be able to do so. Absolutely. Because I was going to say that those two types of hats are totally different. So you could have two different events going at once with one and then the other, which also leads me into the trucker hat idea. So can you talk about that for a second and how that's different and how you came up with that idea rather than just a regular hat bar? So the trucker hat bar, because I'm not even in my own, but I've li- I lived in the hat for like years. And it's just I've always been a cat person. You know, I taught some paddleboard yoga and yoga and worked on the river. And I just felt like it was something that I always live in is hats, truly. So when I say like, you can live in it, wear your regular hats with me, like wear it to the grocery store, who cares? But with the trucker hats, I think it was just to be able to cover like that other aspect of something that I live in. And then also, you know, there's some trending patch things going on right now especially over the last couple of years. I don't know if it's like, I don't want to drop names, but you know, definitely a thing, especially for moms and they're sort of packing everything. So I think that combination of being able to make it that it's custom to you and a different option for a hat, like an everyday, all the time, it's raining outside, throw it on, but yet it's still something completely unique. You know, you probably have, are the only one with that combo and you still get that experience of creating it. So I bring, you know, the trucker hats and I do have some like dad hat styles too and like distressed hats. So it doesn't have to just be trucker, but bring the hats, you know, huge selection of colors as well. And then all different tiers of patches and source from a ton of different places and then pins and trucker hat chains that you can clip on and just really make it unique for you. So it's really fun. And again, for the same kind of parties, I think it'd be great. But it's also something I could cater to, you know, if you're really into motocross and you want to do sort of a theme or on this Sunday, I have one for the Super Bowl and have some like Chiefs and Taylor Swift and like football stuff I added into the trucker hat bar on top of the regular patches and everything. So cool because it can super 
you know, really cater down to, you know, whether it's baseball moms that want to get together and put their numbers on them for, you know, their kids and or whatever it is. Yeah. So I think the trends are like really, they really apply to you as well. Because again, like you were just talking about the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift and, you know, like the football thing. So I think the trends really go along with your business as well. So I wanted to ask you, you know, let's say like I'm either having an event or I'm going to an event and I tell you ahead of time, would you be able to somehow incorporate my, you know, my business logo onto a hat? Is that an option for people? I'm working on that. There's a festival in Ohio House that I've been in talks with them about doing a specific patch that will have, you know, every year they have an artist design their logo. So I'm hoping if we can get that coordinated to do a patch and then have the trucker hat bar at sign in for it. So they could get that patch and then get others added. So I think to that level, I'm hoping, and I've been working on an embroidery contact for that. And I'm in talk with somebody who does the feather and felt embroidery and she's working on it as well. That's just not something that they've specifically done yet. So yeah, I'm working on making it really tweaked to logo and like down to that nitty gritty. I do think I could do leather patches and I have a laser for the regular hats that would do branding and it's very clean. So I could also work on something in the works of, you know, being able to do a patch with that and create it custom on the spot and then put them on the trucker hat too. That's awesome. Yeah. I would really love that. That's why I asked for myself, but for the listeners too. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It'd be so fun. So yes, let's plan it and then I'll yeah. get to work on the back end of it. Your, I'll be your guinea pig. We can test it out. Yes. Yes. The lays are so fun and I feel like I've had, you know, a couple of things up my sleeve and sitting. Um, just need to devote some time to each of them individually. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. You can't do everything at once. You're one person. So yeah. Yeah. So you put in the form, there was a really big misconception about Feather and Felt, which is in this area specifically, which I could see this, people are always saying that they don't wear hats. And that's the biggest pushback you're getting if you had to choose a pushback you know, with the business. So if you wanted to talk about that for a second, I think that's kind of funny. Because I have a couple of those hats and like I've worn them to wineries and events and I went to Nashville and brought them and, you know, and trucker hats, I feel like you can wear more often and use them on a weekly basis. So if you want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, I think, I mean, we hear at every event, unless it's one that somebody's giving into their home, usually. Um, but, you know, so many people will be like, oh, I, I just, I don't think it's I don't feel comfortable. And I've never found one that fits me. But, you know, out West, there's hattery, like, there's hat companies, so many places. Everyone's wearing them all the time. So it's interesting, you know, and I really am trying to make what's in Pennsylvania wearing community and I think I'm getting there. Uh, but I think, you know, I've really, really taken my time and not only to find quality hats. And that's something like I really like pride myself in is the quality of everything that goes into it and my dedication to making it unique and special. But I also made sure I had sizes that fit well and a variety of brim size. So they're not all these huge wide brims. You know, I have hats that fit smaller faces. I have, you know, fedora styles and different crown sizes. So there are so many that if I can at least get them to try some on, 
they're always shocked. They're like, okay, this actually does fit really nice or this feels really good on and doesn't feel like something you just picked up online or at Target or whatever. And so, you know, if we can at least, and it's not even a sales thing. Like I just want people to know that they can feel confident in their hats when it comes to what I do. And I want you to love it and want to wear it everywhere, but I want your hat to fit you, you know, and I just don't think people have had that experience and that opportunity to find ones that do. So that's why I have so many hats when you see me on events. I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but I want to have them that fit different face shapes and, you know, our styles that different people like. So I have some that are like Panama style and really wide brims and the crown, you know, the top shape. You know, some people think it's cowboy, but sort of the eardrop shape where it's pinched in in the front. And then I have some that are just circle, which is considered like a boater style and, you know, actual cowboy hat. So, and even within the cowboy, I have five different shapes. Wow. So it's like, you know, I really want people to have, for it to fit and feel good and, and, and be confident in it. Wow. I didn't realize there were so many different hat styles that you had. Honestly, I did not know that. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I just sent a picture of my uh, studio down there. Yeah. You'll have to show me. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I, I will. <laughs> but that's a good, that's a good thing to have because people don't like the same thing, obviously. Like everybody likes something different. So it's good to have that variety, especially at, at just pop up events. Yeah. So I saw that you put there's some a pain point would be, you know, jealousy from others in this type of business. And I have experienced people with, you know, attacking me with their insecurities. I wasn't sure if you had anything similar to that or if you've had any, let's say, copycatters. I don't know. What what have you had any crazy experiences yet so far? Um I'd say my biggest thing is quality. And, you know, everybody knows I'd say a big focus on any business should be who you want your target demographic to be. So, you know, we can't cater to everyone and that's okay. You know, and I think sometimes I struggle with that a little bit, but the, what I have seen is, you know, if they are copying, you know, reaching out to my business, asking for information and then turning around and I see them doing it. Whoa. Uh, it's generally like a different price point. And that hurts because I think it misrepresents to some people who, if they haven't done the research, may think, well, why can she charge literally like $20 and I'm at a $90 starting price point. But what they don't see is the back end of, you know, how the quality of my hats in that price point. You know, I'm not, I was never in this. I don't know how to say it. Recently. I was never in this. This was something I did for fun on the side to be creative. Do I want to make money? Of course. I don't want to go in the hole for a business. And, and this is allowing me to stay home with the baby. And I want to do the best I can do at it. But I don't like when there's misrepresentation in this and people are doing it just to turn a buck. And so that's okay. They'll have their clients, but I think that's been my hardest thing to struggle is people are doing it for that. They don't know anything about hats. They don't know anything about these companies, about wool content, about crown shapes, about any of it. And they, 
you know, or even posting photos from other people, not necessarily mine, but that isn't even their work advertising their business. And I don't think it's fair to all of us who have put so much time and energy into doing a hat business, you know, in other states. I do talk to other hat bars in other states just to have someone to connect with. So I think that's been the biggest pain point for me is seeing, you know, people not doing work that's valuable or, you know, they not, not that's not valuable, not misleading, I'll say. And then definitely ones that who, you know, directly are buying the same things that you're buying, the same tablecloths, the same sort of look. So, you know, for me, I'm just sort of tweaking that and trying to turn it off. So I block or unfollow so I don't have to see it and or question myself because of it. You know, I have to remind myself to stay in my lane, like what my customer base is and what I stand behind as far as what I do and why I do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because whether it's permanent jewelry or, you know, some other things in the industry, I'm sure with Clicksburg, you're experiencing it, but there are people who are like, oh, that's, you're doing really well at that. I'm going to do it. And I've had these conversations with a couple people in permanent jewelry and it's like, but do they know, you know, the value of this gold as opposed to that or what gold filled is or, you know, and being able to market yourself and understand that. So, if, you know, customers are listening, even not, not everybody is the same and not everybody, you know, has the research in the, you know, the offering, I'll say as someone else. And, and I'm not downing anybody who wants to grow in it. Honestly, I'd rather you be like, Hey, I'm trying to do this. Like, and I've helped other hat bars in other states for that reason. They're like, oh my gosh, it's going great for you. I just started up. Like, do you have any insight? Like, we're not competition. I'm in Oregon. And I talk to her all the time. And so, yeah, that was long-winded. No, but everything was so relatable and, and accurate. Like, for real, because every industry is... There's always going to be someone that is going to do it too, because they see the success in it and they see you're making money and they want to you know, they want to too. But, you know, I wanted to say, you know, I know you focus on quality. And so when you focus on quality, you have to invest a lot to to ret- make that return. So the people that are charging way less than you, they're not, they don't care about quality. They're finding the cheapest hats ever, I'm sure. And, and you're not. So I think that people that actually care about quality, they will go with you. And that may be the luxury clients, but then then that's your clientele. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, there is another quality hat bar in the area. And I don't know, I, you know, even support wise of being, I've tried to, you know, extend an invitation to sort of connect because we're very different. And I do believe that she's just as quality as I am, but our styles are completely opposite. And that's okay. Like, I think there needs to be competition to an extent. And, you know, she can do her thing and I can do mine. And um, I wish we could talk, but, it, you know, I've tried. And then I found somebody in a really, actually, who's very similar and was willing to talk. And I'm like, I can't go to West Virginia a lot of times for events. So I would love to be able to say, like, I stand behind what you do because you're similar to me if they reach out to me. So I think, you know, in that of being just a girl's girl, nice person, whatever you would consider that to be of, you know, you like you're one person. So maybe you don't have what fits them exactly. And being able to know some walls to be like, 
it may not be me, but they have like what works for you, you know? And I think that takes a lot. And as a constant like struggle that I have to remind myself of like, sometimes it's okay to be like, this person's a better fit for you. Yeah. I just wish people did. I know. And I've done, I know I've done that. Well, I really have. I've referred them and I have no problem doing so because we are one person, but I've had this issue with the audio guest books where people are buying, like companies are buying the audio guest books and they're buying them way cheaper than what I pay for. Like I'm paying like triple the price for when I buy them from my supplier and people, then they're also running them for less. And I'm like, I, you know, like, like minor quality, mine are going to work. I know they're going to work. And you know, it's it's just one of those things where I can relate to that as well, and and it is what it is. They're trying to copy, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But you should be you should be unique in your own person and do your own thing because not every client is going to like what you do, and not every client is going to like what I do. They might they may like the other person's better, and that's fine. You know, that's what makes the world go round. Yeah, exactly. I think. Um, I mean, we can all wish. You know, we're not all driven by the same things or feel the same way about that kind of stuff, but. Um, I just always want people to know, like coming from me, like I would do my best to support anybody and everybody. And you know what I, as far as my work, I just always have to remember like this, what my lane is per se and like what my focus is and going back to like what my brand identity is. So as far as, you know, anybody else, like whatever your brand is, just knowing like, could you, you know, break your back to get this wedding, you know, client that maybe doesn't fit for you, like, or should, would it be better for your peace of mind for your brand and for your time and energy to maybe say no? And like, it's hard. (laughs) It is. It really is. Absolutely. I was just thinking for weddings, I feel like you, it would be fun for brides to hire you for just a cocktail hour thing, like an hour or an hour and a half where guests can make hats and maybe have it more wedding related or fit the newlyweds theme of their wedding. I was just thinking about that. That would be like a really fun thing. I feel like you could make a lot of money doing that. But again, it's, it's a matter of can you handle more events like that? Because that's a busy, busy industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen. Um, I think a ton of people had sent me, there was a wedding, I think it was in Montana or Wyoming and they had like full on, you know, very high price point hats for all of their wedding guests in the hat bar, which is like goals. If somebody wants to book that there, just because the experience would be so much fun, but definitely like cocktail hour, just something interactive hour, wedding day, whatever it might be. I feel like the hat bar for weddings would be more beneficial and smoother if it was a smaller intimate wedding because I feel like a wedding of 200 people would be a little chaotic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small intimate wedding, something for people to do during that time, like that downtime, especially if photos, you know, are getting taken at that during that time frame and it is a boring time option. It really is. I don't know if you've ever been to wedding. You're like, what the hell do we do for an hour and a half, two hours? You know, I don't know. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you also have to like travel and then have like the couple hours time block. Yep. We've been talking about that with ours of just having, I don't know, something interactive. Our food trucks are just switching it up. Yeah. Of course. But. Absolutely. I know you said you were looking to franchise eventually in the future. That sounds really fun. You know, I know that's not in the works yet, but just for the listeners, if you wanted to touch base on that. 
that would be a big step for you. Yeah, I've had a couple asks about it in different states and oh, I've sort of put it to back to the back burner, but I um I just wouldn't even know where to start, you know. I have a business plan, <laughs> you know, and have that in place in general, but I think it's something I'd love to dig into if anybody has any connects with anybody about that process or what that should look like. But I think with how busy this year is, I'm hoping maybe next winter to sort of hopefully dig a little deeper unless a scenario comes up for it to happen sooner. But yeah, it's a lot. I know that whole process, but really interesting. So I started to dig in and was like, I think I need to like, you know, I've had these inquiries for it, but I still think I need to like pump the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot at once. And if you don't know what you're doing, it can get really time consuming. Before Clicksburg, I was going to be involved in a franchise and there was so much to it. It was actually insane. So I would recommend like if someone's listening that can help Taylor with that, you know, that would be really beneficial to you because it's just, it's a, it's a whole new can of worms, I would say, you know? Yeah. And I've really been trying to get systems and accounting, everything like buttoned up now because you know in the beginning it was you're just like rolling rolling and then all of a sudden you grow and then it's like oh okay I need to like dial in these couple of things first so that the base of the business is super secure and set and there's a system in place before growing to that part you know can't always live in my brain or my my planner and notebook (laughs) you know it needs to all be a little more official. So I've been working really on integrating that. Good. Well, I think me and you both kind of started this not realizing how fast it would take off. I feel like we both can relate to that. So things get a little out of order and unorganized when business rolls that fast. And that's how I felt with organization aspects. I was like, wow, I need to really get it together. Not that I was unorganized, but for 2024, I was like going forward, I think it's best that I really try to get systems in place. And especially, you know, if I'm going to be hiring people going forward as well, like I just feel like I need better systems because I didn't have that. I was like learning as I went. Yeah. No, I can, I feel that so much because even the scheduling of, you know, it was just me and Lindsay, but even today I texted her and was like, what days did I give you this month? Like, are you working? So even so much as getting that into a system where it's visible for everybody that does come on board and you know, addresses and everything organized for all the pop-up parties. So it's in one place as opposed to, you know, just taking in one. So Google Drive, um, I've had a really good friend who's amazing at organizing and it isn't what she does for her job, but we've helped organize, you know, some horse riding events before together. And I just knew she's the best with that. So I asked if she would step in and sort of get me sorted and so I could go from there. So. We're still tweaking it, but sometimes you just have to ask for help. Yep. And I feel like we all have a hard time doing that because like it's our baby. This yeah. is our business. You know, we like to control things, but sometimes you can't do it all or you you can't, you'll go crazy. Yeah. And it's hard when it like a lot of it lives in your mind, you know, like it's organized up here. So how do I put that into something or maybe it isn't, you know, but yeah. inquiries and just everything. So yeah, of course. I want to start using Dubsado. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, heard of it, but it's a CRM system. And I just feel like I need like a better system. I mean, like I was using Google Sheets and things and like, I just don't think it was best for my business and, and didn't 
like, I don't know, help it with the organization part of things. So there's two more things I wanted to mention on your form. I know you're a busy mom, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. But I wanted to read the advice you have for other business owners. And I know we kind of touched base on this a little bit, but I'll just um, repeat it because I think you said it really well. So you said to remember to stay your course. It's easy to get distracted from other ideas and businesses, but it's best to keep your eye on your business and your plan and you. And I know we like touch base on it, but I just thought that was worded very well because it is easy to compare yourself to others. But I've I've always said like somebody that is five years into business versus like us that is like a year into business or whatever, it's 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 gonna our success is gonna look different because we're in different stages. Yeah. So I definitely think I worded it perfect, like really well there, but it is hard because you see like, oh, well, that's a cool idea. Maybe I should do that. Or, oh, they got this event and I didn't, or they're going to be here and I'm not. And even though you may not be able to even do those things or be at that place, but it's so, you know, it's hard to see or, or feel like you're lacking or feel like something's wrong with you or people don't like you or this or that or the other. For me, like, I, I think my fiance is amazing at reminding me of like, you're, you're booked, like, it's okay. But just remembering, like, if I keep my eye, I just keep going back to like, what is my brand? Like, staying with what my goals were and like financially and schedule wise and everything, you know, you can't do everything. You can't be all these different things. And really, I think success comes from being who you are and who your brand, like who you want it to be. Cause sometimes, you know, if I added this and that and that and that, I may not be good at any of it because I'm just trying to do all of it. So staying with, you know, what I love, what I do and what we can book and just remembering that you can't do it all and, and staying with like what you do best and, and not letting you know, what others have or where they are or anything after that. Yeah. I always say finding your niche, you know, and then also personality, I think is like, I really feel like a personality is like 90% of a business because someone can do the same exact thing as you, but they may, the brides or clients or whoever may not connect with them on a level where they feel comfortable. So they're going to go to the next person and they might connect with you better. So I think personalities are like, I would seriously say like 90% of a business because you, you see someone's personality through the marketing, through emails, through, you know, inquiry, talking on the phone. I mean, you really do. Yeah. Oh yes. I definitely think you do. And that's a big part too, you know, what I want out of the business and at the workshops, especially I talk a lot about, you know, what my hope is for them and like why I do this is I want people to feel confident and happy and excited and about their hat. But in general, you know, like, I don't know if you listened to the Talk Pittsburgh interview, but she talked about confidence and that. And you do feel confident. And I'm like, yes, that is my goal is like, I want people to put it on and be like, I love this or I feel good or I feel happy or, you know, beautiful or whatever that might be. So, you know, what you want people to feel for out of your business and what parts of you that you like would allow them into, I guess, you know, of, is it's hard to balance that too, like, you know, overboarding your personal. But I think those are like the things I have to remind myself of. Like, I don't even necessarily, you know, might see something and be like, oh man, like I really wish I don't have an event that day. Why do they book them? But it's like, well, you know, maybe it didn't, it doesn't fit and it's okay. 
two reasons why I put hats on. One, for confidence, and two, when my hair's a mess. Right, right. So whatever it might be, which will make you feel pretty, right? So, you know, cover up messy hair or get the sun out of your eyes, which at West, you know, they're really utilized. Well, the hats have a job to do, you know? A lot of like ranch people in that world that I was in there, you know, it's it serves a purpose, but also, you know, feels good and looks good and... Absolutely. Absolutely. The last thing you had on your form that I absolutely loved was if you could go back to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? And I love this. So you said, keep staying true to yourself. It all works out so magically. It made me emotional when I read it at first, because that's, I feel like I'm in that stage finally where I was so stressed, like what I was supposed to be doing in life and you know, what, why wasn't, why weren't things working out for me? And now they are. And I'm like, it's, it's so true. Like it literally, it's like a miracle. Yeah, definitely. The paths I've been on and the careers I've been in and I've moved a handful of times and I don't know exactly how all that was instilled in myself, but just the changes and the things I've been into and, you know, still being involved in horses and I could tell myself like, they're still there yeah, and like, you're fine. And look at you having a baby and getting married and just all the things. So moving and living all these places and it just... Exciting. Yeah, it all, it all works out in the end. Yeah. So I always shout out a coffee shop on my podcast. And this has been a hot one. Cuties Coffee in Greensburg. I love Kate. She's a good friend. And I'm so happy for her to see her business grow as well. Is that a shop that you frequent often? Yes. Um, I love Kate as well. And, you know, it's hard whenever you're starting for people not to like help you, but to even be willing to chat and Kate had reached out to do a hat order. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, door my company. You're like the queen of workshops. Do you care if I pick your brain a little? And, you know, I wasn't asking her to do my business for me. And I, because I do think, you know, sometimes people do that, but I was just more like, have you had this experience? Like, how did you go? You know, just sort of like tweaking it. Cause I had done a few at that time and she's been doing them. So, um, you know, she was just so willing to like sit down and talk with me and toss around some things that like worked well for them for workshops and like what I had been experiencing. And just, she's just so, you know, kind and she's a genius when it comes to marketing and building, you know, what she loves and stands behind. So cuties is amazing. She has the cutest lights. The space is adorable. I know she has so many exciting things like down the pipeline, which she's always posting exciting things anyways, but you know, even more things coming up and she's amazing. She is. She's an inspiration. She's very creative and she knows how to target people because of her creativity. I love her coffee flights. I think they're cute. I saw she had a Taylor Swift themed one, I believe, and just little things like that. So she she's an inspiration too as a female business owner. So I'm glad that you put her business down on the form. Yeah. And I think her St. Patrick's flight looks so cute. Ooh, I didn't see that one. I must have missed that. Well, is there anything else you want to give the listeners any advice? Anything else about Feather and Felt? I'm really excited for you. I know this is very trendy right now. So I'm happy to see you succeed and grow. And I can't wait to make a hat. Yes, we have to do it to an event or let's let's yeah. um, create one. Yeah, I'd love to I'll create a Clicksburg hat. So whatever that looks like, we can play around with. Yes, I've been dying to do like sort of a Pittsburgh theme, like not tacky, but like I did one hat where she wanted, it was like a mustard with, and then she did black touches to sort of be Pittsburgh. But anyways, I'm always an open 
you know, daughter, like I said, how it helped me, like I'm always willing to chat or if you're looking for a contact or where to go or anything like that, it doesn't have to be pets, you know, necessarily. If you want hats though, can definitely reach out and, or if you'd like to have a party or collaborate, I'm just very open to ideas and unique experiences. And so I'm here to support you and the you know, anybody, if they need anything in their business or may bounce something off of or talk to or anything. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy for you. I love the business you've created and thank you for coming on the podcast. I will leave all your information in the notes so people can find you and hopefully book a hat event with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your fellow boss babes. And remember, don't forget to quit dreaming. Signing off is your host, Mia, from the CEO Desk Dream Podcast. And don't forget to follow Clicksburg Retro Rentals and Mia's Memorable Moments Photography.